Show tiempo. Jordan Carruth. Alex Padilla. We are here, unfortunately, after the last time we went and did a podcast when we said, what do you want to see from the Lakers? And both of us said, 3-0. Progress. Progress. Gelling. Yes. Team coming together. It's maybe some fun. Yeah, some fun. Some, uh, I don't know, looks like actually like you're enjoying yourself. Some high fives. Yeah. Some sound bites following a game where it doesn't. Just sound like they're having no fun at all. More importantly, how about making some progress in the standings to catch the Clippers and the Kings? Yeah, I thought we'd be talking about progress in the standings. Mm-hmm. Since then. They went backwards in the standings. I one think. and two. Yeah. They are now behind the Wolves now, too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Lost to Memphis. Lost to Memphis. Which, not exactly a great team in the West. Lost to the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. I will say the Pelicans are better without Anthony Davis, it turns out. And somehow beat the Rockets last week. But so none of us got what we wanted. No, we didn't we didn't get anything we wanted. Except I don't think Laker fans are getting what they wanted at all this year. Except I did say I really wanted to see LeBron average thirty and then Ingram and Kuzma average above twenty. And that's exactly what happened Beautiful. all three games and they lost too. Yeah. Somehow that doesn't result in a win. It's it's funny too because when you Think about LeBron scoring that many and then Ingram playing as well as he's been playing, which he has been playing very well. Like, props to Ingram because he's stepped up for sure. Um, but the bench is just like, oh, my God. Where did they go? I know they weren't the greatest bench ever. They're not definitely not like the bench mob squad of, you know, this, they're not a good bench. But, oh, my goodness, Jordan. They are so bad. Who do you blame? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you today. Who do you blame? I, I feel like play... you can blame so many different people for this. Like, I this was not the bl- expectation this season. I you... wanted to ask you, and that was my number one question coming in today. Let's play the blame game. Okay. I have five categories. Not categories. People, categories, whatever. I want you to rank them one through five. Oh, man. Who's to blame? I don't like this I'm going to give already. you the options, and like then it. we'll go over it. Who's to blame for the Lakers' season so far? I don't like this Listen, game. Listen, by the time we talk next Wednesday— I'm sure it could be different because they're playing, you know, at home and they're not on the road as much. So five of the next six at home. So we did promise at least last week that the uh, finishing stretch would be anything but boring. Right. This has not been boring. I didn't think I was going to add frustrated as hell to it, though. Like, oh, my goodness. Anyways, I want to give you five things and you rank them and then I'll rank them. All right. Because I really haven't ranked them yet because it is hard. That's the theme of today. Who is to blame for the Lakers this season? That's my, that's the only thing I want to talk about. Okay. I want to point fingers now. Okay. Who's to blame? It's good because I actually have more questions than answers with this team right now. I'm not going to put them in any sort of order. I'm just going to, this is how I wrote them down and then we'll figure it out. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We'll figure it out together. Who's to blame? LeBron James. Okay. Number one, LeBron James. The young core. LeBron. He's the one that wants to do Space Jam, right? He is doing Space Jam, okay. and I think he released a, a mixtape with 2 Chains or something. Um, Robin Magic. Okay, Rob, Palinka, Magic, Johnson. Used to be a pretty good basketball player. Okay. Luke Walton. Okay, Luke Walton. That's the head coach. Did you put the young guys down? I see you writing them down. Oh, yeah. The young core. We'll define that. Ingram, Kuzma, Lonzo. I'm not putting heart into it because he's. We all know that he's different category. Yeah. And then, so I don't really know my fifth one, but there's two <laughs> options. You could either go like Alex blame, says. I have five different options. Well, for you. I could Here go with four. the bench, but I'm kind of putting that under the Robin Magic umbrella. About the veterans, you, you say the that's young what I'm guys. saying. The veterans, the bench, or are we to blame? The fan expectations what? was it too high? It's never our fault, Alex. Don't blame us. We're, well, 
I'm kind of blaming you, mister, if we're going to the finals because we have LeBron now. I didn't say that. I just thought we'd at least make the playoffs. So the Vets, then. Let's go with the Vets. Because turns, turns out just asking for the playoffs was a little bit too much for the Lakers this season. Yeah. Um, so the, so, so the those veterans. are my five. So you got LeBron, McGee. the Young Core, Robin Magic, Luke Walton, and the Vets. Okay, all of them. They're all to blame. Yeah, there's blame to go around. Everywhere. But I want you to rank on who's the most to blame. Okay, well let's 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 work this out together. Let's do it. So let's start with LeBron. How is this LeBron's fault? He got hurt for the longest injury of his career. Okay. He groin injury was very giddy and excited about getting Anthony Davis. Yeah, really, not really really wants to play with AD. Not really helping okay. you. He doesn't seem like he's a good locker room guy this year. Whoa, that's kind of that's heavy. It just seems like he's um, very nonchalant a lot about a lot of things, and there's not a—I mean, he said, like, I don't really have anything to prove. My legacy's already established. Like, you're saying that to a bunch of young guys in there. Um, I so think th- what he means to say there, Alex, if I can stick up for our guy LeBron, is even if he doesn't win a championship with the Lakers, he is still going to be considered one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Right, but does this hurt his legacy if he misses the playoffs for the next four years? It's going to hurt a lot of things more than just his. If he misses the legacy. playoffs this year, do you think all the Team MJ guys are going away, or do you think they're just going to pile on? Like, no. come on, man! Going to have more murals ripped down in Los Angeles if if they miss the if playoffs. If there's any left, so what groin, other do you think locker room cancer? Is that the words you use, or am I being no, dramatic? You're, you're being dramatic. Okay, so groin locker room. What else is to blame with LeBron? The Anthony Davis trade. Anthony Davis. The uh, distractions that he provides with Space Jam and 2 Chains and all that. Well, to be fair, once again, I'll stick up for LeBron James here. I believe Lonzo Ball was just on TNT doing a rap battle. I uh, want to point out that LeBron James and 2 Chains' little mixtape thing was recorded February 1st, less than 24 hours before the trade deadline. So LeBron didn't give a damn about who was getting traded. He was in the... Freaking studio with two chains. That's pretty cool. Um, but I don't want you to defend LeBron today because today's about blaming. Oh, okay. So can you blame him for something? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, getting hurt. Well, I guess the biggest blame for me is with Le- with LeBron is his health. Yeah. Because the groin injury, and it's not just the fact that he missed the longest period of time that he's missed so far in his career. It's what he's looked like since he came back, which has been pretty good in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. let's not forget they... He did just have a triple-double against Memphis. It wasn't a loss, right. so no one really wants to throw too much praise his way. But he did have a triple-double. I've never seen LeBron get highlighted on SportsCenter for his defense. Like, they highlighted how terrible he was on Monday night. And that's the big conversation right that's now the conversa- defense. Well, that's the conversation Demanding with the Demanding so much. How can you demand all this on the right. on your teammates if you're not even going to play defense either? Defense yeah. is overrated when it comes to LeBron. How good of a defensive player is he really? Mm-hmm. Were you expecting more defensively? How much has the groin impacted his defense now that he's... He's not 100% obviously, but is this what is this what LeBron is going to is this how he's going to move around on the court? How much of for his, the rest of his contract with the Lakers? Like does he bounce back completely from this injury or is this just the new look LeBron? How much of his personal frustration with the team is coming through on the court? If he if he's is he leaving his guys out to dry on purpose? That's a whole another thing, but I mean there's it's it's He's got to be frustrated. It's at very times. rare to get LeBron James highlighted on any TV show for a, such a negative Thing. And yesterday, or on Monday, they definitely did that. They singled him out, which was very rare to see. So, are we done blaming LeBron? You got anything else on him? Um, 
No, that's all I got on LeBron because I, I tend to stick up for LeBron. I know. I know. And I don't. I was, I was all over him on Monday night. Were you? Yeah. yeah. You threw in the white flag. Um, all right. So who is next on our list? Rob. Rob Polinka. And Magic. Okay. See, I think there's a lot of blame to go here. I think this is where the majority of the blame goes. Oh, really? I all think right. We're so. probably going to agree on this one then. I do think because I think they built a bad roster yeah. around LeBron James. The supporting cast. The not supporting exactly cast what is you terrible. Are. They traded away a young and up and coming center for Mike Muscala, who hasn't really proven to be much of anything. Was that more of getting rid of for cap space, getting ready for cap space? Because you got rid of Beasley too, but you brought in Beasley this offseason, so you never needed to bring him in in the first place. Um, I think Zubox is a big miss right now, honestly, because you're seeing JaVale McGee struggle. You're seeing Tyson Chandler's age catch up to him. Yeah, the older guys seem to get really old really quick. Really quick. Really quick. It's not November anymore, and you can tell because these minutes have been adding up. But hold on. We're not blaming the veterans yet. No, I'm saying they're adding up because the front office forced them into playing so many minutes by trading away such a young guy. I do like Reggie Bullock. Mm-hmm. I do. I have, that has been a positive of what they've done, but I do think they built a bad supporting roster for what they needed on this team. Yeah, I guess I I would love to know what they truly believed they were going to get from this team this year, before the season. Mm-hmm. Not what they told the media, not what they would tell newspaper writers, radio personalities, not anyone on ESPN. Like, what did they really believe in those offices without microphones in front of them, without cameras in front of them? If you ask them, how many wins do you think this team is capable of getting? I really want to know what their answer would be, because I have a yeah. feeling they were way off. Yeah. Way off. I think I think everybody's been way off. I think the over-under was at 48 or something like that. Yeah, They're but that's Vegas that. is more of just what they think the betters will do. Right. And a lot of people will bet on LeBron. They'll bet on the Lakers. So yeah. that I don't know if the, the over-under win total is the right thing. I want to know what Palinka thought. Yeah. I want to know what Magic thought in that yeah. moment. Because they have—are they surprised that this is how it's played out? I hope they are. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one it's one thing when you bring in JaVel McGee, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo in the offseason— and it's kind of a joke, you know, like we were, oh, what's the name? What's the, like the meme team or whatever? So it's like a joke. But then like when you're in a playoff push, you realize that, oh, wow, you brought in JaVel McGee, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, and Michael Beasley. Like that's who you brought in to win games. And it, they haven't been, I know JaVel won a ring last year, but he wasn't like a big part for the Warriors. So, right. and Rajon and Rondo, not even on the team. Rajon Rondo's been bouncing around for a while now. So he's kind of, kind of pushed his limits to maybe what he's capable of playing now. Um, so definitely what they did building this team, this roster has not been the best. Clearly. It's so easy to say it now. I think the biggest criticism you can place on Palinka and Magic is completely, guessing's not the right word, but completely misreading how this team would gel, how this team would work, how, how the supporting characters, the supporting cast around LeBron James would actually play out on the court. I wonder if they just bought into the... LeBron James just carries teams. No matter who's on his team, he took the Cavs to the finals last year. That was my approach. Right. Like, that's what I think. Right. And I just I would hope that's not what Palinka and Magic take to that. The it almost seems like like we can just surround them because we have these young guys. Because remember in the summer, these young guys were super coveted. Like Ingram and Lonzo and Kuzma and maybe even Hart because he he played so well in summer league. Like they were like top, top prospects in the NBA. So maybe that's what they were thinking. If we just put LeBron with them and we surround him with some vets. We're going to win a lot of games. It just has not worked out. They also thought they would get much better three-point shooting this season, and that just that has not been there. Which is clearly what they hope and what they hope to get in the trade deadline, bringing in Muscala and Bullock. So, right, um, that's the biggest issue that I have with Robin Magic was the, the 
obviously it just hasn't worked out. So to, to blame the front office guys who built this roster, yeah, I'm, t- I'm that's probably the guys who I blame the most. And also, they go back to the trade deadline too. Like what happened during the trade deadline and what happened in the offseason, Magic being so um, you know boisterous about wanting more. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that from a lot of other like front front office executives. Yeah, we're like every time Magic was asked in the offseason, like, yeah, we're gonna bring in more guys, not just LeBron. He said in the World Series pregame show, like, you don't hear Danny Ainge say we're gonna bring in superstars. Like we're gonna you know, it's almost like focus. Well they're not on interviewing Danny Ainge before a World I Series. I understand game that, either. but but it's also on Magic to maybe not do those interviews. You know? Yeah. It's not like not Danny Ainge doesn't get invited to go to Jimmy Kimmel. Or maybe not give such interesting answers. Right. And maybe it's just, just dull it down a little bit. It's so out there and it's so direct. Like, we're going to bring in more guys. So the guys in the locker room are like, what are we doing here? That's so, it's a, and then the Anthony Davis thing was just a debacle. And right. I know they probably didn't do much. I'm pretty sure it was the Pelicans leaking a lot of the things, but we agree in this. Robin Magic, lots of blame. I think they get most of the blame because the next person on our list is Luke Walton, and I think Luke Walton does deserve some blame. And I also don't think Luke Walton's going to be the coach of the Lakers next season after all is said and done because it doesn't look like the Lakers will even make the playoffs. So you don't make the playoffs, they're likely to get rid of Luke Walton. Whether he deserves that or not, is he going to get a bad rap because of this, because of what's happened this season? Is this really a reflection on who Luke Walton is as a head coach? I don't know. It probably will get overplayed a little bit, but if they don't make the playoffs, he's likely gone. I don't put as much blame on Luke Walton as I do Rob Palinka and Magic Johnson, but, I mean, there's always room to poke with any of these guys. Luke Walton is not a perfect coach. He is by no means a perfect NBA head coach, and he will have issues and has had issues with rotations, and you can say that about a lot of people. You can say that about a lot of teams. You're not going to love that what the coach does every single time, but Luke does deserve some blame in this. He absolutely does. It's difficult to tell what kind of coach Luke Walton is because when he took over the interim job for the Warriors while Steve Kerr was having back surgery, he was the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. And I know he was he went like 22-0 and 0 to start his career. Some, he was perfect. And it's impossible to judge how good of a head coach Luke Walton was back then. And I think it's pretty hard to judge what kind of head coach Luke Walton has been with the Lakers because he's just had a bunch of young guys. And then this year was the first year that he had a roster where he, there was actual expectations from him, from his roster, and it just hasn't panned out. So, obviously, the head coach is always kind of the first you know, piece of the puzzle to get taken out. Like, if someone's going to get fired, first, it's Luke Walton. And, and that's just how, how simple it is, especially if they don't make the playoffs, which, right now, <laughs> let's be real. They had a better chance of making the postseason last week when we did a podcast as opposed to this week. Yeah. More games off the calendar and yep. more losses to be added on. And now a bigger gap between them and the eighth seed in the West. So, yeah, not headed in the right direction for Luke Walton. I don't see how he survives it. I don't. I, they don't make the playoffs. I don't know how you bring back Luke Walton. They'll just, whether it's right or wrong, whether he is their best coach, whether he is their best option, I just, I. I just don't yeah, see a scenario like, where they decide, yeah, we're going to go ahead and keep him. Yeah, it's it's funny, too, to see these Vegas odds of seeing, like, the next head coach of the Lakers, and you see Jason Kidd. You're like, really? That's the answer? Has Jason Kidd proven right. that he's some, like, amazing head coach as well? So, I mean, I, I'm i kind of indifferent on Luke. Like, if they keep him, cool. If they fire him, whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's a very weird feeling that I have towards Luke Wallen because I don't know how much of it is his fault. But there is obviously something to blame because he is the head coach. So he's always going to get fault, but I don't know how much of it it is to, for him on him. 
it's tough to apply a lot of pressure on Polinka and Magic Johnson because technically they did land LeBron James. Now, you could argue that LeBron chose them. They just happened mm-hmm. to be there. Like, LeBron was going to choose the Lakers regardless. So how much credit do you want to give Magic? How much credit do you want to give Polinka? LeBron will tell you, and he'll tell reporters that being able to interact with Magic, talk with Magic, do do everything that he does with Magic Johnson, like that was a big selling point to come to the Lakers. And I'm sure it is. I'm sure it does help. But I don't know how much credit you want to give Polinka or Magic for landing LeBron, or is it more LeBron just he happened to choose you and you're you have to more be on with that the Lakers? Boat. Personally, I'm more on that boat. I on do what? think LeBron chose the Lakers. Not because really of think... Polinka, not because of Magic. Right. I mean, they met. The night of free agency, Magic met with him at his house, and he walked out, and he was a Laker. It was almost like he didn't meet with anybody else. He didn't consider anybody else. He just signed. He knew he was wanting to go to the Lakers because he knew the Lakers wanted him. Right. So I don't want to really give Magic and Polinka all that much credit for even landing LeBron. So then you look at the roster that they have built around LeBron after they do get the biggest free agent. And it's not like you're going to turn down LeBron. It's not like you're in a position right. to say, you know what, LeBron— I know we've been terrible for a long time, but we don't need you. Of course you take on LeBron. Yeah. Of course you you have to. They that's it's another reason why I think maybe you don't give them too much credit cuz they were there was nothing they could have done. There was like really no choice for them. LeBron chose them. So he's coming. You're not saying no to LeBron. Right. You're definitely not. So it was up to them to kind of build around LeBron and it hasn't worked and like there's there's just no argument against that. Like it just this hasn't clicked. It hasn't gelled. This isn't coming together. They don't appear to be any closer to it. It's very similar to what we said last week on Show Tiempo. We're a lot closer to hearing conversations that you hear from the Boston Celtics with players coming out afterwards saying this just isn't any fun. Like this a lot more that the team is a lot closer to that than they are to really gelling and putting together a playoff push. So the real criticism for me goes back to Palenka. It goes back to Magic. I think Luke Walton will likely not survive at this point, and whether that's right or wrong, that's up to each fan to decide. But it seems to me like Palenka and Magic are going to have a longer leash than Luke Walton, whether they deserve it or not. Yeah, I mean, they're the ones that are going to make the decisions to fire Luke Walton. They're not. Genie's not going to come in and fire Magic Johnson before, you know, Luke Wal- if Luke Walton stays. So Genie's not going to ask Luke Walton if. She should fire Magic right, and Polinka. Right. It'll go the other way right, around. Exactly. But I think like you said it. There was no way you were going to say no to LeBron James. And it's kind of, you know, I'm sure Laker, the people listening to this podcast at this moment are like, are you guys really debating if we should have brought in LeBron James? Like, no, we're not. Because we should have done it. It just hasn't worked out so far. And hopefully they can figure it out with whoever it is in the offseason or maybe even this season. If you're, if you're a high hopes kind of person. Which I tried to be last week and it failed, so I'm going back to negativity. <laughs> yeah. it, it did not work out for It did not work you. out for me. You know, I thought I'd send these positive vibes out there and all of a sudden the Lakers would get some wins. Turns out that's not how this works. So the vets are the next. Well, we, or do you want to go young guys next? The young core. Young core. So we listed this. Ingram, who has looked really good the last couple of games. Yes. Lonzo Ball, who just still isn't playing because he's hurt. Kyle Kuzma. <sighs> who is hit or miss. Yeah, he's got such high, uh, such a high ceiling, but his floor is still kind of really low too. He can still have a really, really bad game. So there's a lot of inconsistency with Kyle Kuzma, especially his three point shot, which we were hoping was going to get better. I don't put a lot of blame on the young core, and maybe I should put more blame on the young core. Ingram suspended early on in the season, wasn't great with LeBron on the court. They're still gelling, but it appears that their relationship is starting to get a little bit better. 
He has played really well lately, putting up some pretty big numbers, and he just looks like he's more comfortable yeah. running around with LeBron at the same time. I've noticed that he kind of has that attitude like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to go out and just ball. Like, I don't, like, I like of, it. Of the three guys, I think he. He has that in him more than the other three. Like instead of like relying on each other right. and like seeing like, all right, should I get like, are they happy? Like no, right. he's like he just, really he's doesn't to care. Take control. Yeah, he really doesn't seem like he cares about the outside noise or what's happening in the locker room. He's like, I'm gonna go out there. I'm just gonna ball, and he'll have great games like he's had the last three years. He'll have maybe not so great. Right. I like how Ingram has played. I don't put a lot of blame on Ingram. Do I wish Ingram would have taken a uh, bigger step quicker earlier on in the season? Yeah, like yeah. every every single fan, every fan of every team in the NBA is going to wish that their young core is getting better quicker, because that means your team's getting better. That means your your trade value is even better. Potentially could already have Anthony Davis on this team had the yeah. young core taken a bigger step at this point of the season, which they did not for whatever reason, whether it was could... playing with LeBron or injury or for whatever the reason may be. But they they but, just didn't. But now you see a little bit more yeah. with Ingram lately. But then on the other side, the Lakers, with two players in particular, have shown that they may just jump the gun on young guys too early because D'Angelo Russell is killing it with the Nets. Julius Randle, I always thought, was a mistake letting him go. I know they wanted the cap space for a bigger name, but he's playing really well with the Pelicans. And so, yeah, if Ingram would have played a lot better on earlier this season, maybe he wouldn't be here anymore. But then you look around and be like, well, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing that we hold on to these guys right now and see what they can turn into. Mm-hmm. And the idea of being able to add Anthony Davis in a in a summer from now yeah, and still keeping the young core instead of getting him this summer. I like that better. Yeah, because, I don't know, do you have a better chance of winning an NBA championship with this young core with Anthony Davis coming in in a year and a half, or do you have a better chance of trying to find something together with LeBron James yeah. and just try to patch something together real quick in the next three years? I mean, Honestly, I think right the cha- your your better chances are to keep the young core, Anthony Davis, and just take the more big picture approach. And I mean, it's it's early on to say this, but like it, the the avenue for a LeBron James championship with the Lakers, it just that tunnel seems to be getting darker and darker every day. I mean, what are they missing right now more than anything? It's a center, a a big man, right? And that's exactly what Anthony Davis is. So you, if you can somehow add that to this piece that they have right now with an aging LeBron James, we're gonna need another. Someone else. You're just going to need someone else. Because LeBron, father time catches up to everybody. So, How much blame do you put on Lonzo Ball? I didn't realize he was going to be this important to this team. And I know a lot of people are not a big fans of his father, so they kind of blame it on Lonzo. But it's look how clear it is at how much he means to this team defensively. To distribute the ball. To you know not have Rondo play all these crunch time minutes. Lonzo Ball is a very important piece to this team. So I blame him a lot, Jordan, because he got hurt. And he's hurting this team. Uh, the latest on Lonzo Ball is that he has missed more than five weeks. And Luke Walton has told reporters he's still not sure when he's yeah. going to come back. And he has some sort of bone bruise that's going to extend the injury longer than the four to six week window. So I would I would be surprised if Lonzo comes back to make a difference this season, to be honest. Like, it's just, I don't see it. But Are you in shut it down mode? Should we just shut down no, LeBron? They, shut down no, Lonzo? No, no, not until you're mathematically out. Should you shut it down? Okay, because there's still a chance. I mean, there's not a good chance, but I mean, Lonzo is a very. important— I don't think they should. I'm just asking the Lonzo, question. Lonzo is a very important piece of this puzzle. So, do I blame him? I don't blame him, but I do know they need him. Mm. And Kuzma, I, I don't know. I love Kuzma for some reason. I really, really like Kyle Kuzma. I know he's inconsistent, but I like Kyle Kuzma. It's hard for me to blame these young guys. It's the first time going through all of this. First time playing with a superstar. First time going through trade rumors. First time being in the spotlight. 
The baby Lakers last year, no one cared about him. No one was watching him. And now they have all this spotlight in L.A., in the country. Everybody's talking about him. So I don't really blame the young guys, but they do have to get better at dealing with all this stuff if you're going to be an L.A. Laker. They have to get better. All right, so what do you think of LeBron's comments following the game in Memphis on Monday night where LeBron is asked about the uh, the idea that this playoff push could be a distraction? Like, could this be a distraction? And LeBron says, no, I don't think anyone's distracted by it. This is, like, what we're here for. This mm-hmm. is why we're, we have a goal. We want to make the playoffs. Um what what was your takeaway from because that quote seems to be getting yeah. passed around a lot? I had no problem with what LeBron said because he's been through it all. He knows what he's well, he knows what he's saying. But at the same time, LeBron is the one bringing a lot of distractions to the team, so it's easy for him to say it because he's bringing them along with him. Um, but it didn't bother me at all because it's just the truth. Do you think it was a shot at the young guys? I don't think it was a shot at the young guys. I just think he was asked a question and he, and he answered it the way he thinks about it. Now, is that apply, implying that the, the young guys are being distracted and they, they're not focused because of a playoff push? It doesn't make any sense to me that that's the shot he took. Why would they be distracted about a playoff push? That's the point of the NBA is to make the playoffs and make a championship run. Mm-hmm. So I didn't take it. I know it came off as harsh, but maybe they need it. Like They just need to, to hear everything. It came off as harsh if that quote is directly about certain players, which I don't think it was. I mean, I went back and watched the video, the full post-game presser with LeBron, and I just I just didn't take it that way. I didn't see it as a direct shot. In fact, I think he said, no, no, I don't think anyone's distracted by a playoff push. Yeah. And if you are. And if you are, like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. That was my takeaway from that. I don't know. Maybe I, uh, maybe I misread it, but I see a lot of people having a conversation about that. So talking about the young core, Luke Walton, Polinka, LeBron, Part five on this blame game series that we're going through here today. Veterans. Yep. How much blame do you put on the veterans when it comes to the Lakers this year? Probably not any. Because, I mean, yeah, did, do they need to play better? Yeah, but are we really expecting that much from JaVel McGee? I think it was a surprise the way he started the season. Don't you agree with that? It was more of a surprise. Like, oh, wow, he's playing really well. Mm-hmm. We weren't expecting that. So, and Tyson Chandler. He's, How sustainable was right, all of that? Right. Rondo, I'm a little disappointed in because I feel like he has it in him, but he's just, he just has some just dumb mistakes sometimes. But um, I don't really blame them at all. It was, they were brought into the situation. They were, the, they're, they're not being played a lot of minutes. Luke Wong's trying to cut down minutes on the bench. So I'm not really blaming the, uh, the vets too much at all, really. They're mm. kind of low, the lowest on my, on my blame game list. Okay, so now we actually have to give the answer, right? Yep. We're going to put this in order, one through five? Yep. Where do we blame? All right, so do you, you want to— You go first. You want me to go one through five, or should we just go one apiece? Let's you know? go one, one apiece. One apiece? Let's go one apiece, yeah. Right, I'm writing this down. This is okay. big stuff right here on Show Tiempo. I'm going to write it down, too. One through five, myself, Alex Padilla, who do we blame the most? Okay. Number one on my list. Should we start at number one, or should we start at number five? Oh. <laughs> Okay. I'm writing this down as we speak. I'm starting. Number we'll five. go number five. Okay. Number least, five. I'm ready. Least blame. Vets. Wow. That's I, who I'm going, I'm going young core. I think the vets does. <sighs> no, dude, had, this is your list. You tell young right. core has the least amount. The vets have the least amount for me. Now, remember, there is blame for all these people. Yes. We're not saying anyone's blameless. No, everybody. I'm not saying the young core is blameless. Don't confuse this. Everybody that we have talked about today has blame. Plenty of blame to go around for this god awful season. There's more to blame on other people than others. Okay. 
So I go Young Core 5, you go Vets 5. Yep. All right. My next one, Vets. <laughs> <laughs> and my next one, Young Core. Okay, so we just had the Young right. Core and Vets flip-flopped it for I just wanted the Young Cores to, like, like you said, like you said it, to be better earlier and build some consistency, which they are now looking better, but, you know. So that means our top three will be the same. We just don't know what order. Yep. LeBron James, upper management, or the head coach. That's where our most of our blame yeah. is going. Yeah. Number three on my list, Luke Walton. Oh, wow. Mine is two. Okay. Luke Walton's third. I think we're going to be the same the rest of the way because I have LeBron too. I have LeBron too as well. And then we'll have Palinka and Magic top yep. of the list. Yep. And I think if you heard the first 28 minutes of this podcast, you probably could have told what order we were going in. Yeah, I really do believe that Palinka and Magic deserve the most blame. When they build this team, they're the ones to blame. It's not clicking. It's not, and maybe that's Luke, but I just think it's on Robin Match. I think they brought in a team that just doesn't. Do we really think together. like a different head coach with the Lakers team would have this? Yeah. Would have them at like third place in the West right now. I don't now? know. I, I really don't. don't know. I really don't know if like Greg Popovich would have a magic pill for this team. Yeah. That's like the coach that I can think of that could maybe do something. But how much more can you do when you don't have the pieces? You they just don't have the pieces. The Lakers are not a very good team. That's yeah. simple. I think the Lakers would be in a similar situation with Tom Izzo, with Coach K. Like they'd be in a very similar spot mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they're better coaches than Luke Walton, that's a completely different conversation. I just don't know what what coach would come in this season, being dealt with what the Lakers were dealt with this year, would uh, really be a top three team I, in the West. I, I totally agree with that, dude. And I think, like I said, the only guy that I could think of that maybe could put them in the eight seed, like comfortably would be Greg Popovich because he has all the experience of, of you know, not having these superstars and building a, a great team. But, yeah, man, it, it, to me, this is a Robin Magic disaster because right now it's a disaster. You have LeBron James, and you are three games out of the eighth seed in the Western Conference. That's a disaster. Simply as that. Yeah. All right, so uh, next for the Lakers, next couple games before we'll record next Four week. games this time, Jordan. We have four on the schedule, huh? We got one tonight against the Pelicans. On Wednesday. That's Wednesday night. We have one versus Milwaukee. God help us. At Phoenix, which is you never know when the Lakers play a bad team that's what they're a, what's gonna happen. That's an L. The Monday night game versus the Clippers. The Clippers are playing well all of us. Keep playing well. Yeah, they're playing their way right out of a first round pick. Yep. And that's it. All right. So four games. Do you want to make your prediction? Uh three and one. They're gonna win you think three gonna and go? one. Okay. Yep. They're going to lose to Milwaukee. They're going to beat the Pelicans, beat the Suns, and beat the Clippers. I'll go 2-2. Two and two. They'll probably beat Milwaukee and then lose to the Suns. They do tend to do things like that. Yeah, like that's beat my the prediction. Rockets and lose. Yeah. They'll beat the Bucks by like 20. Yeah. And then they'll lose to the Suns by 20. I just hope like the world hasn't ended by next Wednesday because really, who knows what could happen. Because... I say three and one, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's one and three, to be honest. I really wouldn't. And the one would be against the Suns. So no right. more positivity for me. But I do think three and one. I think they're they're gonna win three of the, of the next four. There it is. Show Tiempo's blame game. Woo! It's all your fault, Robin Magic. I hope y'all and uh, <laughs> enjoyed that game show we just put together. Yeah. In true LA fashion. Yes. That was good. All right. So uh you have them going three and one. I have them going two and two. There it is. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Subscribe. Check out silverscreenandroll.com. Lots of good stuff. You can check out the latest on Lonzo Ball. I saw that Silver Screen and Roll just posted an update on Lonzo Ball, so make sure you're checking out the website and you're subscribing to all the Silver Screen and Roll podcasts here on this network. 
You can wake up every single day pretty much and have a brand new Lakers podcast in your pocket. Can't beat that. So we'll join you. Uh, we'll do it again next week, Alex. Let's do it. Best of luck to our Lakers the next four games. They're definitely going to need it.